worship and ask for the teachings and, and the help and assistance. Oh, oh, how can I be a holy lie like you? Oh, how can I be a holy lie like you? And, and they usually look at him and say, you know, I, I am a holy lie and you are an unholy lie. And you have to do these things to become a holy lie. And, and you will then realize that there is no lie. But one day, when you don't, it, while you're on this path of, of trying to figure out that, you know, there is no holy lie and there is no evil lie, that really, you know, it's simply just a lie that doesn't exist, then, you know, until then, you won't, you'll seem as if you're doing something. You'll seem as if you're on a journey and seeking for knowledge and understanding. But it's a completely different world once you recognize it. You know, it's not a journey anymore. It's not really a, a vision anymore in that sense. It's not, you know, a, a truth that wasn't already there. You know, it wasn't already innate. Uh, someone could say, oh, yeah, um, I'm, you know, evil things are a lie, so I'm going to abstain from evil things. Okay, now you're this holy lie. But one day you'll realize, oh, this holy stuff, this meditating on a mountaintop, you know, this is a lie as well. This isn't who I am either. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to abstain from that. And, you know, everything you find, oh, I'm, oh, my name, my name feels like a lie. This isn't who I am. So I'm going to abstain from lies or saying I'm a name or a person at all. And so you're going to abstain from that until... You know, you're literally abstaining from everything, and that's how you escape the dream, is pretty much the abstaining from it all. And like, oh, this whole thing's a lie, I'm going to abstain from all of it. And literally not react, not respond to anything anymore, because you're every, even moving your finger is a lie. And even, even looking within is a lie, I mean, it's, it gets uncomprehensible that anything anything you can do is a complete lie one day then all of a sudden it realizes you know there is a purpose to lying you know all of a sudden there is a purpose to being whatever it is you are yeah uh, you're gonna be a different form of lie all over the place you know <laughs> you might be the lie that is made into soap or you might be the lie that is you know non-truth expression but you recognize that everything no matter what you do in this world is a lie so it's okay it's perfectly innocent to be any form of lying that you want to be so establish yourself you're gonna say that you're you know you're happy in this life oh I'm happier this way yeah you're happy in that form of the lie that's great that's okay and be that lie that is happy if you're enjoying it but recognize also when you're suffering and sad that that's a lie as well. You know, you're lying that you're suffering and in pain and sorrow. That's a lie also. So enjoy that you're lying there too. So eventually you you transcend the whole aspect of trying to figure out what you do and what to do and what to abstain from. And, and then eventually you just be whoever the hell you are. You stop trying to figure out what's the good way, what's the bad way, what's the right way, what's the wrong way. And you just be you, you know? You just allow you to be you. Yeah, I mean, it seems, and next thing you know, you turn around a corner, you're like, oh, this is happening. What should I do? 
as if you don't know what you should do, as if you don't know, you know, who you are. Instead, you want to try and figure out, you know, well, what's the right thing to do and what's the wrong thing to do, and I'm going to abstain from one and, and do another. No, both are lies. Just simply do what you're going to do. It might lead to your death. It might lead to your survival. It doesn't really matter. Both the lie of death and the lie of survival are both lies. It doesn't matter really in, in truth. Unless you want and you're doing things for the fending off death, you know, fending off a lie, then there are specific things you need to do to fend off that lie because some things actually lead to it, you know? Taking too much of that leads to it. Uh, playing with that sharp object <laughs> leads to it. And, and jumping from that height leads to it. And, and all these different variations. So, you know, all these lies lead to that lie. And, you know, obsession with lies is a... Atreyu loves uh, to be like his daddy, he wants to be like his dad, which I, I don't mind, but I, I, I do think, wow, he could do better than that. <laughs> he can do a lot better <laughs> than this, and, and that's, that's, what, uh, that's what reproduction is all about anyway, and the genetics and that's what they're all for and that's all they're trying to do is bring about evolution and if you're in denial of evolution uh, it is so obvious even probably in your life uh, I'm sure you've experienced going to school uh, and you learned something this is evolution <laughs> yeah you learn something that is beyond what you know now and that's all the body is doing you know it's just a representation of what you are as conscious awareness and uh, if you're aware of this or not that, that's besides the point uh, it really doesn't matter so what the body is and what it's naturally doing is as a Treyu he has this this ability to really go against everything I tell him not to do and he wants to know why you know he wants to find out for himself he wants to go there, he wants to dig in deep, he wants to learn. And uh, and that's beautiful, and that's great. That's exactly what, you know, it's like that same circumstance of what we did with God and the whole reason we're here. We wanted to learn a little bit more. We wanted to, you know, God said, no, no, that's impossible to do. And we're like, uh, I'll find out that for myself. Yeah, I'll find out if it's impossible, because right now, it sure seems possible, huh? It sure seems possible to be in a body, doesn't it? You feel like you're in a body? I, I feel like I have hands. Do you have hands? Yeah, you got little cute hands, and Daddy's got big, big ugly hands, huh? Yeah, it sure doesn't seem impossible. I mean, how can we think like God or train ourselves in this mind training practice to actually think like God if we think something that's impossible is possible? So there's got to be something about reality that is here and evident and palpable and is available for us to experience, to see, and that we can find it. 
Atreyu here is he's expanding on on what is his mother and father of a body and he's he's learning and growing and and hopes to take all the knowledge and information from us and literally go out into the world with and expand on it and expand on it and go further and and see new things that have haven't been seen and, and do things and experience things that haven't been experienced and and his genetic makeup and everything knows all this information it's innate in his being and he is here to expand in the same sense as you know the son of god was an experience of expansion of what is the father and this whole system as in the son and the father uh, made completion happen that uh, while completion of all things all time all places all circumstances is within the father already and this is eternity that cannot be known you can't even know any circumstance by itself uh, you can't know any name by itself I'm sure God knows all your names but uh, they're all one big mumbo jumbo and it sounds something like this and that's everybody's name all at once and really smushed down and in, in this you know uncomprehensible it's probably a lot louder than that and so everything's uncomprehensible really uh, this whole you can't name God is quite literally because you can't <laughs> you can't name God no it's impossible you can't say God's name in vain completely impossible hey how's it going I just wanted to call in and say I love your station um, I'm all about mindfulness and meditation I've been somewhat of a daily meditator since I was 14 on and off uh, I love meditation and you seem to explain it very well to these people thank you also I'm playing a game today it's called guess that sound What do you think that could be? Have it going. I want you to be happy.
design and what we're created to be and our, our very specific function. And some people don't completely grasp this, but in the same fashion as Trina can get pregnant and have a baby, in the same fashion I can understand things of the universe and, and all this fashion in a way where it actually makes sense out of life. And she can't necessarily do that. So even though on other levels and other dimensions we are the same, we have very unique abilities within this world that we are designed within this world to have. And they all have a very specific purpose to them. And ultimately that purpose for each and every one of us uh, resides in the same destination and the same result comes from all of it. But it seems as if they're different functions, just like you have to be traveling around going to school and all this stuff and, and getting this whatever you're doing. And I mm -hmm. have to do whatever I had to do to get to the understanding I had to do. This is very specific to my person. But mm -hmm. that means I have different things to forgive than you have and different things mm -hmm. to learn trust with than you have. But even as in another dimension, we are the same being. Mm -hmm. But in this corporeal lifestyle, it also gives us a different experience of offering, you know, offering that same purpose of healing, that same purpose of realization, but with different functions, you know, so you, with different forgiving attributes as you have, and I have different forgiving attributes, but it's all offered to the same whole. Right. See, I always thought like, if you were this really enlightened spiritual person, then the goal would be to be blissful all the time and to kind of transcend the pain and misery and fear and stuff, the, the stressed out, helpless feeling, you know. But that would kind of defeat the purpose of what we're supposed to be doing here. Yeah, it would, it would defeat the purpose of why we created this whole thing in the first place. I do think it's a very noble step to surrender everything in which even I did and mm -hmm. completely give up and try to not react to the world and, and literally just stop responding to emotions, stop responding to everything as if, as if I'm actually doing something. Right. It, it, it hits a wall, a threshold all of a sudden where you realize, wait, I can't stop reacting to emotions because emotions aren't real. I can't stop reacting to the world because the world is not real. And so once you actually get to that perspective, you recognize even if I do all of these things of the world, even if I don't do all of these things of the world, I'm doing the exact same thing always. And so mm -hmm. I can be this spiritual guru that's at peace all the time. I'm still who I am. I can be this, you know stressed out businessman that wants to kill himself and jumps off a building, I'm still who I am. It's, it hasn't changed. So a lot of people think, oh, I have to give up things. I have to give up lifestyles. I have to give up chopping wood and carrying water. And, <laughs> you know, the same thing, I mean, eventually they realize you can't give up those things regardless of how many things you give up, regardless of how simple your lifestyle is, regardless of any of it. You are as, as naked as you were when you came in to this whole thing. Yeah. That's one thing with like um, these business conferences that I go to with like they teach you to be 
business minded or people who join religions or, you know, change their ideology and join spiritual beliefs. They ride this high for a little bit and they expect it to last forever. This self-empowered, like spiritual high that you're just awesome. But then they come back to real life. And that coming back to real life is like, oh, man, maybe it didn't work. Maybe this isn't real. But I think eventually we all come back to real life. You know, we're chopping wood and carrying water. And we can't escape it. But that's not a failure of our religious practices or anything else we're doing. Yeah, it's. I wouldn't say that, it, you know, that's an, a proper use of that lifestyle. I mean, it, it eventually, you know... You might come back to this life, but you, you of course, come back a different person. Like, you come back a, a different mindset and a different willingness to the whole thing that you, you know, actually are, are looking at it differently and you're using it differently. Good morning, sweetness. Take note that if you enjoy what you hear today, you can listen to the full programs by going to openandclear.com. All of these are available by generous supporters like yourself at our new Patreon website, patreon.com slash OAC. receive inspiration and benefit from our programs it would help us and our families and children if you generously gave back we also offer our one-on-one -on -one spirit coaching if you would like something in, in exchange through Patreon or straight through us at open and clear Dot com. That's O-P-E-N-A-N-D-C-L-E-A-R.com. We can't do it without you, and we are very much appreciative. Thank you. shout out to everybody that has been helping over the many years thank you thank you and we look forward to working with all of you have a beautiful day What am I? I am God's son, complete and healed and whole. 
shining in the reflection of his love. In me is his creation sanctified and guaranteed eternal life. In me is love perfected, fear impossible, and joy established without opposite. I am the holy home of God himself. I'm the heaven where his love resides. I am his holy sinlessness itself. For in my purity abides his own. Our use for words is almost over now. Yet in the final days of this one year, we gave to God together, you and I, we found a single purpose that we shared, and thus you joined with me. So what I am are you as well. The truth of what we are is not for words to speak of or describe, yet we can realize our function here, and words can speak of this and teach it too. If we exemplify the words in us, we are the bringers of salvation. We accept our part as saviors of the world, which through our joint forgiveness is redeemed. And this, our gift, is therefore given us. We look in everyone as brothers and perceive all things as kindly and as good. We do not seek a function that is past the gates of heaven. Knowledge will return when we have done our part. We are concerned only with giving welcome to the truth. Ours are the eyes through which Christ's vision sees a world redeemed from every thought of sin. Ours are the ears that hear the voice of God proclaim the world as sinless. Ours the minds which join together as we bless the world, and from the oneness that we have attained, we call to all our brothers, asking them to share our peace and consummate our joy. We are holy messengers of God who speak for him and carry his word to everyone whom he has sent to us. We learn that it is written on our hearts and thus our minds are changed about the aim for which we came and which we seek to serve. We bring glad tidings 
to the Son of God, who thought he suffered. Now he is redeemed, and as he sees the gate of heaven stand open before him, he will enter and disappear into the heart of God. accept and forgive each and every little judgment which we can do step by step we can do little by little we can do you know that's what's so grateful about other people is that you get in the conversation and you're willing to be an open wound you're willing to be an open book vulnerable that's the word I was looking for you're willing to be vulnerable and honest and open and then it naturally runs down a road of somehow having a disagreement or somehow, you know, making it apparent that you're separate from them. And this has already happened because of what you think of them as a body. And it might take, you know, and it does help as much as for me, this imaginary idea but it's almost as if you need this imaginary idea to be able to change all the time. Because as you're willing to go down this, you're willing to have been wrong about everything. And you might not be seeing any of this right. You might be have, have been completely wrong all the time, every day, your entire existence. And you keep reacting in the fashion of as if you're right or you understand what you're, what you're doing and you understand that, how you're acting, and, and you think it's justified, you think it makes sense. Like, you think you actually heard what they said. You think you actually heard them, and they are, and you ask them again, are you saying this? And it might conclude to something that really pisses you off. And it's true, yeah, yeah, then you are justified, right? But even as it's going down that route, then it still, it really pisses you off, right? But are you hearing the definitions of what they are saying? Or are you hearing def definitions of disagreement? Like there's a sense to everything. And that's what the spiritual, that's what the Holy Spirit is for is to translate everything in a fashion, every word in a fashion that when it is said, when it is offered to you in any way, it only concludes to your acceptance and love. Always. Always. It doesn't matter how much, even if someone is deliberately saying they are attempting to piss you off, you have a new definition of reality that is complete in the knowledge and acceptance of what everything has come to be. Like you see a reason for that. Even as Jesus saw a reason for the crucifixion, 
even as Jesus was accepting of it, of anything that was occurring, even Judas betraying him. He wasn't saying, you know, you're a fucking bastard, you're going to betray me. He was saying, you're going to betray me, and I'm very glad that you're going to do this. And just like everything and anything, that it was only ingratitude. Not because of what, what, what it was for, you know, like everybody's like, oh, well, if that didn't happen, then he wouldn't have saved us from our sins and all this, so on and so forth. And in, in a way... But it's the ideal that having this occur and you have a purpose that makes sense with everything. Like now you have a translation for everything. So you once saw a reason to fight, you know, as Jesus possibly, let's say that happened earlier in his life, he found a reason to resist and to fight the crucifixion saying, no, 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 that's going to lead to my death. No, 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 I don't want that to happen. You know, and then there's this war and disagreement, and he's trying to defend his life. But he saw a greater picture, a greater purpose. And now, even as every scenario, every circumstance, it's now a reason for love. And it still remains to be a reason for love. That everything everyone does you know, you get into these conspiracies and you, it's so easy to think how, well, that... You're tuning in to Open and Clear Broadcasting on Anchor FM. OP 
P-E-N-A-N-D-C-L-E-A-R.com. each other than than we think oh we just met oh brand new to each other's faces is that true is that a fact regardless if my memories deceive me I utilize and can utilize that essence can utilize that what I choose to be in this moment I am choosing to be everything I know I can use this and what I believe in this moment to represent whatever it is I'm I'm believing about myself it happens anyway regardless if you're you actually think you're doing it or not or doing it on purpose I mean, right now, make a list. Write down at least three things that you believe you are, that you have these characteristics, personality characteristics, somehow describe what you tend to do. You'll name off things from your past because that's where where you're looking. You might be using one or two of them right now, but uh, you have this idea that your person, your personality has an existence and is already defined. You might know what you're afraid of, what scares you. You might know what you're talented at. You might know, you know, how well you are with new people in your life, talking to strangers, how much you deal with them or capable of talking to them and opening up to them, even as I've been speaking about. In this recognition, you are defining this personality in the way you choose to see it right now in the way you choose for it to represent itself sure we can jump to conclusions and say how it doesn't exist and 
I mean, you say how, you know, it's all an illusion. Yeah. But you actually think you're doing something. So you, you are believing that this is possible. And or you can act like you, you know, you're boycotting the whole, the whole practice here. I don't need to do that. I, I know that I don't exist. I know that I'm not real. Those are characteristics, aren't they? It's an idea you have about yourself that you think you know. I mean, you think you know that you think you know. <laughs> you think you know that you, you know, understand or know where this is going. And then talking to myself, of course. <laughs> And having a past, you need a past. You need one, right? You need to know where you're going, what you're doing, what, what, how you're making yourself. According to the world, according to what we think we need. It's true. Because of the meth immensity and the, this intensity of the power in which you are regardless of what you think of as true you will know and think of it as true because of who you are because of what you are I and mean, there's no one there is literally no one that can tell you that you're wrong because there's no one else there is there's literally no one else i am love with you with you A miracle is a correction. It does not create nor change at all. It merely looks on devastation and reminds the mind that what it sees is false. It undoes error, but does not attempt to go beyond perception nor exceed the function of forgiveness Thus it says, or thus it stays, within time's limits. Yet it paves the way for the return of timelessness and love's awakening. For fear must slip away under the gentle remedy it gives. A miracle contains the gift of grace for it is given and received as one and thus it illustrates the law of truth the world does not obey 
because it fails entirely to understand its ways. A miracle inverts perception, which was upside down before. And thus it ends the strange distortion that was manifest. Now is perception open to the truth. Now is forgiveness fully justified. Forgiveness is the home of miracles. The eyes of Christ deliver them to all they look upon in mercy and in love. Perception stands corrected in his sight. And what was meant to curse has come to bless. Each lily of forgiveness offers all the world the silent miracle of love. And each is laid before the word of God upon the universe the universal altar to creator and creation. In the light of perfect purity and endless joy, the miracle is taken first on faith because it asks for it implies the mind has been made ready to conceive of it, of what it cannot see and does not understand. Yet faith will bring its witnesses to show that what it rests on is really there. And thus the miracle will justify your faith in it and show it rests on a world more real than what you saw before. A world redeemed from what you thought you saw. Miracles fall like drops of healing rain from heaven on a dry and dusty world where starved and thirsty creatures come to die. Now they have water. Now the world is green and everywhere the sight, the signs of life spring up to show that what is born can never die. For what has life has immortality. you can't name God is quite literally because you can't <laughs> you can't name God no it's impossible you can't say God's name in vain completely impossible the son of God exists so that the father God exists also I know I know so the father God is nothing in any retrospect at all of 
perceiving or somehow knowing or anything. Uh, it is just this eternal aspect that's uncomprehensible. Until it has its son, which better understood as a self of God, and it looks upon itself and realizes it exists. So in this whole creation of eternity and everything, which is just already created in God, but we're in the experience of becoming God. So, so Christ, the Son of God, is on the journey of knowing every aspect of God for God. So we're doing this for God, and so it may know itself, but we are one with God. So we are knowing ourselves. We are coming to know ourselves by coming to know everything. So throughout these dimensional experiences, we are currently, uh, most of us, uh, aware of this fourth dimension, which is an identity and time that identifies with the third dimension, which is the physical body and the physicalness of everything. And uh, many of us are starting to retract from our emotional selves and trying to find this state of peace. And this is the retraction from the second dimensional spiritual universe into the fifth dimensional spiritual universe. It's still a spiritual universe, the same one in fact, but one now instead of not having experience of the body and of the ego, now having conquered the body and conquered the ego now is a whole nother experience of the spiritual universe with with this whole lack of better words conquering of the other uh, dimensions and we continue on through these experiences uh, of dimensions going into knowing what is God ultimately within this tenth dimension of the experience so that's where God is already, and that's where we are already. However, this, if you can look in front of you and see anything, you are aware of this journey, this plan of purification in which we're on. Oh, excuse me. Now, A Course in Miracles, as most people read it, is the choice of this plan of purification of retracting completely in the belief in anything at all and that will go into the uncomprehensible state in which is only God and only eternity but we really the the, the progression so the other option is progression of this plan of purification and this is coming to know God throughout these dimensional experiences and while you might not remember your spiritual body and you might not remember even what we were in in the pre-existence to the physical world uh, we did have and we all have chosen to glorify God uh, instead of ourselves and that's how we moved on to the next and in each dimension that's what this is all about and that's why A Course in Miracles is the uh, progression of the fourth dimension into the fifth which is the knowledge of love and what it is mostly focusing on is that it is not your will but god's will and so it's all everything in in other terms is saying the glory is to god regardless of what you're doing the glory is to god leave it up to god's will 
And that's ultimately every dimensional experience, the choice that we have. It's either all the glory to us, it's by me, it's my will, it's I'm, I'm the powerful one, I'm, I did it all by myself, or it's all God, it's all up to God, and, and I really had nothing to do with it. I was just kind of allowing God to do and allowing God to be. And that's how we come to know God. And, and you know, it's, it seems strange when you think a secret for you. They don't want me to let you know this, but life goes on. I know, I know, you're here in this world to experience what it's like that death is inevitable. And you can't really experience that when you have the the knowledge that it's continuous and eternal. But it sure helps me in my day to recognize that I have eternity to play with. While my worldly goals might only last a few years till my death of the body But I can have eternal goals that last forever. This world, this life you have as a body, just one of those tiny little steps and an eternal goal that you have established our true self has established for the entirety of what we are. You can't go on a journey without the essence of who you are. I know you like to believe that you're something else on this journey within yourself. You don't think of it as yourself. You like to think you're something meaningless within a world that's meaningless. But you're actually something so meaningful within everything that you are. You are truly the reality and essence of God itself. Within the reality of the essence of God itself. Always and forever. If that's not magnificent, if that's not your magnitude, then I don't know what is. So that really, truly, is the only thing that is possible. <laughs> well... That was a good day. I like that today. I like that. A different, different voice today. It's often that way. Different every day. 
never know what's happening here. Sometimes I'm flaring out every idea possible, and sometimes I'm just meditative. Sometimes I have things to say, sometimes I don't. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm talking to you, yes. I love you. I mean it. I know you think I don't know who you are, and I might not know your story, your experiences, which I'm sure are vast and commendable. Thank you, God. Yeah, you. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for teaching us. Thank you. So what are we going to use this? I mean, how are we going to practically apply this to our lives? Are we going to do something with it today? Are we going to find that happiness that we've ever wanted? (laughs) You have miracles in the palm of your hands. It's a matter of who you are. Are you separate alone? Are you co-creating? Or are you the only individual of the entirety of all the existence of all the universe. (laughs) That's not separate from other individuals, for they are in there being individualized with you. (laughs) Uh, It's funny how it seems so complex. It seems hard to grasp when you don't see it. I love you guys. I mean it, girls. Probably you more than the guys telling you the truth, but you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Because I I think I like you physically as well, so. Okay, okay, let's end this. (laughs) Let's go and, and make today a miraculous, spectacular, peaceful day today, for it is entirely possible entirely possible especially when you realize I mean that greatness in which you are that's just so out of this world I can't even oh man you guys this is so awesome okay and I will talk to you yeah I would talk to you no not anyone else I'm gonna talk to you yeah yeah yes who else am I talking to I'm not talking to anyone else I'm talking to you Yeah, I'll talk to you tomorrow, okay? Yeah, hey. Talk to you tomorrow. I love you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye now. (laughs) Hello, Internet. What a beautiful day it is today. My Anchor.fm family, welcome to Open and Clear Broadcasting. I am your host, Reverend Devin Devine. My real name is Reverend Devin Jesse Byrne. How you doing? So I wanted to introduce myself a little bit and possibly continue to post this throughout the days. 
to give you a little more of an idea of who I am and what I am doing here. Many people see these spiritual teachers that teach things that they've been taught and regurgitate literary jargon of some sort, and that's wonderful and nice. Well, my spiritual journey has been my entire life. I am a natural-born mystic, shaman. Back in 1985, around the original Indigo children, I was blessed with this ability to see the spiritual universe and understand the perspective in which is in that perception of that spiritual universe. When I got a little older, I started communicating directly with God as I went through my experiences of feeling guilty for discovering my body. And I would spend many hours on prayer and I started to find very peaceful states where I would hear a clear audible voice within my mind. One that I remember very clearly to this day was, Be not afraid, my son, for I am with thee, and I will always be with thee until thee are with me. And that was best understood many years later when I got into the teachings of A Course in Miracles. I always thought very much differently than other people, and they said my wires were crossed differently, referring to how I used my thoughts and my brain differently. All of a sudden, when I found this book called The Course in Miracles, which many struggled to comprehend and take in, it was the only book I was truly capable of keeping my attention span focused and understanding it and comprehending what it is saying on a multitude of levels and different variations. Previous to it, I went through this whole journey of looking for everything I could find that somehow broke the laws of physics in some way or another. And it took me down this road of being this energy worker and understanding spiritual uh, psychedelics and, and different processes of practicing my psychic abilities and so on. And while I finally found A Course in Miracles, it all of a sudden congealed everything into this whole expansion experience of no longer really coming into a spiritual experience for my body, but now my perception shifted from a body experience of my spirit. Now it took me on a journey, a five-year vision quest, going on meditations and all sorts of churches and groups and different variations of enlightened masters. And when I realized that it, what I was to find was when I came back from this death experience and where I transcended this whole life and no longer had any more grievances, any more resistances 
And all that was there, all that was left to me, was a complete multidimensional experience, directly relation with everything you know, everything I know, and what truly is the reality of God. I chose to come back, and here I am. I hope we get together and understand each other a little bit better today.